You are listening to the People-Centric Podcast, where we talk through the toughest challenges that people face at work and give practical advice to fixing those challenges. Thanks for joining our movement to create workplaces that are happier, healthier, aligned, and empowered by putting people at the center of all that we do. Hey, people-centric leaders. Good to be with you again on the People-Centric Podcast. This is Matt Griswold, uh, joined along here with Diana Royalty and Bethany Taff. We'll get them on in a moment, guys. You'll have your moment here in just a minute. Let me frame the conversation that we are about to have today. And this is maybe kind of piggybacking on a previous conversation that we've had maybe more at an executive level. And we call this, if you've been in any of our uh, conferences or heard Don or I speak about this idea of, of, of executive quicksand, this leadership kind of quicksand, where from a leadership's perspective, it feels like I have, I'm no longer in control of my day. I have no time to be able to do the things. And sometimes it's counterproductive. Sometimes I have no time to be able to train the people to help me do the things. I have to do all the things. And pretty soon you get stressed and burned out. Today, what we wanted to do is, is take a spin just a little bit from an employee level. Now, there's going to be a managerial element here too, but also the employee level. And let me tell you what I mean. Recently, I was um, in a manufacturing complex that we work with, and we see this from time to time. And let me tell you, it's not just in manufacturing. We work in many different types of, of organizations. And something we consistently hear, especially from the managers, as we are wanting to, first of all, gain access to the people, because that's what we do. We try to work with the people from the ground up. Um, but also, as we hear the managers talking about their, they don't have time to be able to, first of all, take their team for a team meeting. I don't have time to take that that employee off the line uh, that because time is money and I don't have time to be able to take them off the line to be, to be able to develop a new skill. I don't have time to take the employee in to sit down for 30 minutes for a chat. You know why? Because time is money and work is important. Um, and we see that over and over again. I don't want to give specifics, and I'm trying to talk in code uh, just because I know we have a lot of people who work with us who also listen to us too. So, but today, the question of the day, and I've been thinking about this for a while, and so we kind of, you know, brainstormed this topic. Today, the idea is at what point do we get to, or does a manager get to, to where you can't afford not to? where you can't afford not to take that team off to have a team meeting. You can't afford not to take that person off to have a stay interview to see how they're satisfied in their in their role, where you can't afford not to invest in that person in a new skill set, um, you know, to, to be able to help them uh, be a better producer for the team. Uh, and really, you know, we're talking about hiring and retention and things like that, which is a hot button topic across the country too. These things that we're talking about today feed directly into that idea of retaining your staff and those 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 uh, uh, those highly engaged staff members too. So that's the conversation we're going to have today, and we want to approach it from a managerial level, but also if you are an employee listening to this. And you're going, okay, you're sounds like you're describing the organization that I work and that I work at. And it's really frustrating because it is, I just do the thing all the time. There is no development, there is no meeting time, there is no face-to-face -face time. Uh, then we might have some tips for you as well as we round this conversation out. So Diana, let's start with you. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, again, it's good to see you. Now you had a perspective on this too, maybe from a 
previous employer or whatever, but you had a perspective on this from a managerial level of what does that look like if you do have, uh, maybe from an employee level, I'm sorry, what, what does that look like if you do have a, some thoughts to share, but you have no space to be able to share those things because everybody's just working all the time. So I don't know, where are you hoping to take this conversation based on your feedback? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm hoping to, A, let leaders know that you can't, you can't not, you have to do it. It is important. And then to let employees know that they have a say in how their day goes and they can speak up and, and kind of help ask some questions and help them do that well. So I'm hoping we talk about both those things, like leaders, when do you do it? And employees, when do you speak up when you're feeling burnt out and kind of like slogging through your day every day? Yeah. And sometimes those leaders will say, well, they've never brought anything up. So everything must be fine. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of pressure to put on your employees to just trust that they're going to bring the thing up all the time. Uh, and we can talk about that too. Bethany, how about you? What Are there some parts of this that you're hoping that we cover just so I can make sure that we lead us that way? Yeah. Yeah. I, before we jump into that, I did just want to comment on Diana's hair because it looks great today. <laughs> so much volume and thank you. If you want to see Diana's hair and just yeah. watch our YouTube recording. <laughs> I did. I heard this from somebody the other day. They said I was listening to the podcast, and I guess I'm going to have to start going to YouTube because you guys refer to each other. You refer to something there. I wouldn't be able to see it. So yes, we are on YouTube. Feel free to watch us. Video is live. Yeah, you can watch it, but you can also listen to it. But then if you hear us say something about the other person, and you were like, "Oh, what are they talking about?" You can just pick up your phone and look at it. Specifically um, done. Yeah. yeah. So it's, anyway, I, I'm known for my hair, really. So great. He's great hair. Yeah, it's so thick and beautiful. Anyways, you. yeah, you're welcome. Um, so to answer your question on this topic, Matt, <laughs> um, I think this is such a hard balance to strike because I think for managers, they probably, you know, I think the worst thing that you can do, and most do this, is is probably assume that your people don't want to be pulled from their work <laughs> because they're thinking like, gosh, I like they don't they don't, nobody wants at more meetings. And sometimes that's true. There's, and so it's, it's really hard to kind of find the balance of, okay, we don't want to have like pull people away from their work. So they can't get the things done that they are supposed to get done and sort of be penalized for that. But then also, and like do too many meetings that they don't like, we could communicate in an email. Right. Um, but then also like, how do you, how do you balance that with saying like, no, but we have to, we need to like prioritize some of these things and it's going to help us be better at our work and it's going to help us connect more, you know, as a team and all of those things. So I think it it's a really hard balance to, to create for managers um, and for employees to kind of feel, you know, how to, you know, what is the right balance for me as an employee to know that like, I can still get the things done that I need to get done. And also I can step away from, from work a little bit sometimes and, and focus on like the team building portion of it and my own development too. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, I kind of made an impromptu list here and we'll see what we can uh, see if we can bounce off each other. But if I'm a manager and versus an employee versus a frontline employee, managers are employees too. But if I'm a manager versus a frontline employee, my mentality about work might be different. Right. I'm focused on different things. Uh, if I'm a manager going to my boss's meeting, right? The things that we're talking about typically aren't the satisfaction of the worker. Typically, the things we're talking about, and I just made a couple things here. We're talking about scorecard or efficiencies, right? 
uh, we're talking about production, quality, those types of things. Can you think of anything else like a manager is consumed with these things? So these are the types of meetings that they're talking about or types of things that the managers are focused on and talking about. Yeah. I feel like managers are always focused on the budget, right? There's always some financial aspect to this. And then managers are also always focused on those big picture goals because that's what their bosses are focused on. So it's that strategic planning stuff and the budget cycle stuff. And, you know, it's, it's not the stuff that actually is the work. That's right. Yeah, it might be process changes and stuff too, but sometimes it might feel a little bit like a step up, a step past what the, you know, what your frontline employees are thinking about in terms of process or like big organizational changes and updates that are happening and things like that. Yeah, I like I like both of those there. And if you could kind of put yourself in the managerial shoes, right? You're putting yourself in the manager's shoes. You just got out of that meeting where it was about the budget talk, about the goals talk, about the efficiencies talk, about the production talk and the quality talk. And then you go back to work. Like that's what's in your mind right now. It's not, you know what would be great now to be able to help us hit that budget thing? It'd be to pull everybody off of their job right now and bring them in here for like a, some pizza and team building, you know, whatever. I'm using a very loose description of that. It'd be great to be able to pull off some people right now and just talk about their goals and what they're doing, how's life, uh, you know. And so I think I think through no fault, and maybe this is the free pass that I'm giving to managers listening right now. Like maybe it's not all your fault, right? Maybe it's not all your fault. Maybe, maybe your mind is consumed with other things that have been fed to you, which they should be. We're not saying any of those things are bad. All of those things are good, but maybe how we're accomplishing those things. Now, let's put ourselves in the employee's shoes, right? If that was the mentality of the manager, what's the mentality or focus maybe on the employee? What do you think they're thinking about throughout the day? They're doing the work. I mean, like, I, it kills me when managers don't think about how their employees are working, right? They're, the employees are the ones that make the company go. So if we're thinking about budgets and all of these other things, and we're not thinking about how do we make the company go? How do we deliver our product? How do we produce our product? Those types of things. Like that's what the frontline people are thinking about. They're thinking about the product and the customer. And I love that that's what they're thinking about, but that's what they do all day. They're in the midst of it, doing the things that take to make the company a company. And I think what you're just described there and Bethany, I'll come to you. I think what you just described there too, I think a lot of people in their minds would push back on that, but it's true. The reality is those frontline employees want to help organizations, whatever business that they were working for, they want to help them be better. And they want to know that what they did was something that helped them be better at the same time too. Bethany, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I think it's, you know, to add on and build on to that, I think it's a lot of um, trying to figure, like it's a lot of problem solving, right? It's like, how do I take the next step that I'm supposed to take? Or when I run into a barrier, what, how do I overcome that? Especially when I'm like, here's what the needs of my customer is, or here's what I'm supposed to accomplish um, right now, but then maybe I'm running into something internally with with our organization's processes or systems or policies or another employee or things like that. And how do I kind of get over that to be able to accomplish the the objective that I have for my job today? And I think that that's those are the things that that your employees are thinking about. 
Yeah, I wrote I wrote down the do the work. The, I, I wrote down the uh, they want to know that uh, the work that they're doing is appreciated. They want to know that they're doing a good job based on what the boss thinks the, the, the good job looks like, right? They I like how you said the problem solving. They're trying to problem solve and do put their best foot forward. Like the so what I'm trying to paint a picture of is the motivations sometimes are a little different, but managers, what you have in frontline employees is an opportunity to make your team even better by investing some time in them if it's productive. And I will co-sign that, like it needs to be productive and valuable time um, off, but it doesn't always mean that we're going to be doing work or thinking about work in the time off too. There's something to be said about building that employee uh, culture, especially especially nowadays too. So at what point, let's talk about maybe what we're missing. So if I am that manager going, I don't have time to take them off of the job to be able to do these things that you're talking about. Let's just kind of follow that path for just a second. Okay, manager A, you don't have time to take them off uh, the job to be able to do any of these things that we're talking about. Guys, let's just kind of brainstorm organically. Uh, what will that likely lead to? What does that look like in the life cycle of the employee and manager then? If I don't have time to be able to take them off to do the thing, can't they just keep doing their job? I mean, can't they just keep doing their job? Yes, they can and they will and they'll keep doing their job. But at some point, I think that the quality slips because there's not enough communication around the expectations. I think that people start to get burnt out and bored and not fulfilled. I think uh, not getting feedback is detrimental to an employee. I think, you know, it's a slippery slope. I feel like the minute you say you don't have enough time to do something is the minute it's going to start going downhill. Yeah. And I think about, I think people kind of can go different directions with this. Employees will kind of maybe take different paths on this sometimes. And so it's not like always a predictable, like if you don't take them off their work, then this is what will always happen. But I think that, you know, either if they're not having internal, you know, set up communication cadences, if you aren't aren't having team meetings, um, your people are probably, they're going to still be talking to to each other. And it's probably going to be pretty negative if you're not involved with it over time. Not always true, but it's hard to kind of you, you as the manager, the managers are helping kind of set the tone of that and saying like, how can we work together to communicate and problem solve and all of those different things and creating a space for that. And if you don't create the space for that, sometimes the employees, they're going to create their own space for that. And it's not always going to be really healthy and positive. Um, because they're just trying to, they're just trying to get the work done. Right. Or you will have people who kind of on the flip side, isolate completely and they don't feel supported and connected or motivated or challenged or anything like that. Um, and so then they just start to disengage and they might fall off the map and just say, I think I need to go be somewhere else because I just don't feel like I have support here. So I think you kind of see some different directions there. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. And you kind of alluded to it, Bethany, there too. But, you know, Diana said quality will start to slip. So will creativity. And if I'm a manager, I don't want that. I want them also trying to help me solve for different creative ways that we can be more productive or more efficient. And sometimes that means I've got to spend some time investing in them, maybe developing a new skill set so they'll be even a better employee for me um, down the road. I was in a meeting recently. And one of the conversations that one of the um, older school managers, I guess, had talked about was uh, the kids today, the generation today doesn't 
you know, they just don't work, right? They don't care about working. They don't want to want to work. Um, and it just work looks different. And I had to push back just a little bit. And let me know, let me know what you think about this, because some of the things that we talk about, we're probably, there's probably some of a certain generation on here or, or a certain, it's not always generation. Maybe it's a certain mentality that you're listening to us talk about these things like creating time for your employee and you're immediately going blah 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 that's coddling blah 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 <laughs> that doesn't work that's so stupid uh that you know those types those types of conversations but honestly sometimes what we I, I think that I think the generation now is not equating work the same way it doesn't mean they're not that doesn't mean they're afraid of working it's just the value is not equated the same way as maybe value loyalty is not equated the same way doesn't mean they're not loyal doesn't mean they don't you know they don't provide value it just means they're they're translating that differently but but part of that too and i'm going somewhere with this but part of that too is also the world has changed around them the world has changed around them the the, the world that they grew up in is different than the world that you grew up in um, now as well and so one of the other comments that was made from one of the other leaders in the room said i think it's important for us if we want to combat that because there's two ways we can combat that we could sit around this table and complain about how they're doing not doing it the way that it should be done or not doing it the way that i would have done it or not doing it the way that you know we did it whenever uh, and again it's not a generational thing i think more so it's a personality thing but um, but the other leader around the table said, if if we want to understand that, then we really need to do a more concerted effort job of trying to understand where they're coming from so we know how to manage them in the first place. So how do we do that? Like, how do we take the time to be able to get to know them? And maybe if I'm a manager going, okay, I mean, you're kind of selling me on the idea of taking the time, but I don't know how to spend that time. What's the most fruitful use of spending that time to be able to get the biggest bang for my, my buck, so to speak? If I am going to make the decision to get some of these employees off, then is it a pizza party? Is it a is it a performance evaluation? Like what is what is it? How do I spend the time if I am going to take the jump and say, okay, guys, we're not going to work, quote unquote, for an hour and have a meeting? Like, what's the best use of my time as a manager? Well, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that pizza is the great unifier. So, like, yeah. Get pizza the pizza. Yeah. Like don't like don't not do pizza. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I mean, because I, you know, I'm pregnant. And so I feel like pizza is always welcome, but or tomato, tomato bisque soup. soup. I don't know. Tomato, tomato bisque, right, Bethany? Oh yeah, tomato bisque also. I like that. <laughs> yeah, just bring food to whatever you're gonna do. That's just you gotta bring the food. Um I, I don't, I think there's so many ways to go about it, but to what you were sort of saying earlier about the world has changed and work has changed and we do have to invest more time in the humans that work for us because we're not machines. I think that that kind of lends itself to, you have to ask good questions and you have to build relationships. So everyone is going to want something different. I don't think you're going to blanket, make everyone happy. I don't think that's possible, but I think you're going to have to spend time to intentionally understand the people around you and do your best to fulfill all of those needs. I like that answer. And that is terrifying. It's not a great, that's what I was going to say. Like I literally hate that answer. I hate it. Yeah, I'm but, sorry. I was distracted. I was pinning an email now telling you all the things that I need. 
Uh, <laughs> no, because I, I but what you're that, saying is you're gonna ask me for a Maserati and like a <laughs> and pizza every day and to never stay in a Best Western ever again. Ah, and I can't promise yeah. those things. <laughs> Not walk 10 blocks to the client office. Can we just Uber? Uber uh, every time. Yeah. Anyway, I like what you're I like what you're saying though, though. I, I like the direction. Maybe the best thing is to not be so scripted initially. Maybe the best thing is to say, as your leader, I want to make sure that I'm setting you up for success. Um, what do you need from me that you feel like you're not getting right now? And maybe some of them will say things like, well, Mountain Dew every now and again will be good, right? <laughs> well, but I think you'll be surprised. Some of them might say, you know, I would just like more feedback on if I'm doing well or, or not. Um, I, I think that would be, that would be cool. Um, and, and I've talked to people and I know you all are the same. I've talked to people in so many different lines of work. I've talked to finance people going, I just need direction before I sign off on this. I'm accountable for it. I need time with my manager to be able to sit down and go, am I, am I courting these, you know, accounting for these things correctly? Because ultimately I'm liable and I never have time with them to be able to do that. Like it, it's not job specific. This is happening this is happening everywhere. So maybe a good vulnerable question for a leader is, hey, I love being your leader, but I want to be the most effective leader, not because of a selfish thing for me, but you know, part of my job as a leader is because I'm trying to make you be the best version of you that you can be. Maybe that's a good starting point for the conversation. Bethany, were you going to add something to that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's where this is exactly where you can, when we talked about like, how do you find that balance? those check-ins, those one-on-one conversations is a great place to do that. So meeting with your, with, for managers to meet with their employees regularly, one-to-one, if you do anything, like start doing that and start to understand what are, what, like a little bit more about the employee. And I think that if you're an employee who's not having regular one-on-one conversations with your boss, um, maybe just ask if that's something that they would be up for and and maybe talk about what you're what you're hoping to get out of that. But I think that that to the those points that you guys are talking about too, you're gonna find out <laughs> that's a great place for employees to share. Like, yeah, do what what do I need? Like, do I want more communication? Do I want to be more involved in, you know, process improvements? Like what what makes sense for me to take time away from my actual job to be to be contributing to? But then yeah, you're probably gonna have employees that show up to those conversations and are like, I'm really okay. Like, I'll let you know if I need much, but otherwise, like, I really just want to go do my job and I don't need to be on lots of extra projects and whatever. That's cool. You're going to have people who have different answers for that. You're also going to understand like how they like to be recognized or praised or how much acknowledgement that they need or don't need for their job. Um, And that's really important too. I think this is, you know, this is one of those things that contributes to retention so much um, is having these conversations because, and this is what I would say the case for like the relationship building side of, of work is, um, is because it hasn't, you know, traditionally always been a part of the, the conversation of understanding where people are coming from personally. But if you do, then that helps, that helps understand just like where your people are when they come in the door every day. Um, And if other things are going on outside of the workplace that are impacting how they show up at work, because it doesn't always, those things don't always come from the work that they're doing too. And so not that you have control over that, but just so that managers know what what that world looks like for your employees when they come in um, and then they have a space to communicate that. 
and then you guys can go from there. But I just think that that's really important for the retention side of things too. Yeah, I agree. And, and I was teasing Matt a little bit about how he might ask for more money or more people or more something. And I do think that that's what managers are afraid of. Managers are afraid of saying, what do you need? And then employees saying, we need more money because we don't get paid enough and we need more people or we need more resources because we don't have enough. And then the managers are like, well, I can't do that. Right. I don't, I don't have the power to do that. We financially can't do that. There's no way that's going to happen. So then managers just like, don't ask. And I think that's a huge mistake because I do believe that if Matt asked for more money or more people, and I genuinely said, Matt, I love you, but I can't do that. What else could we do to, to meet some of those goals or to get some things off your plate or to change the way that we work so that you feel better about it? What can we do besides money and resources? Like, what can we do instead of that to make it better? It would engage him in a conversation. And I think employees are okay with hearing, no, we can't do that. They just want to hear it. They don't want to have to guess at that. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. And, you know, and I'm glad that we went that away too, because now we're talking about, okay, because I, I can hear managers now going, uh, that sounds nauseating. The whole idea of that sounds nauseating. Pull them into the office and have the conversation. So Bethany, I'm glad that you went like what you would hopefully get in return from doing that is all, you know, this uh, better retention and, you know, and, and more engaged employees and things like that too. I love that you, that you went that, uh, that you went that direction. If I'm the manager and I heard Bethany go, um, you know, maybe they'll say, I'm good. I'll let you know. You still didn't waste your time. And I think it's important that you heard that. You st- that was still not a waste of your time to have that conversation because you asked the question. Good job. Keep asking the question, right? Let's wrap it up by doing this. What if I'm in that employee and I feel kind of maybe stuck a little bit because I do work in an environment where you're describing it, man. Like I never get an opportunity to have those conversations with my leadership and I desire to have that. And you might be that employee that's sitting there going, you know what? I've been on the fence for a while. I'm thinking about leaving and going somewhere else because I have a friend that works at blah, blah, blah. And they do a great job of, of interacting with their employees. And I really desire that too. Like are employees just powerless uh, with, to, the, to the point that they can't have those conversations. Diana just alluded to it a little bit ago um, as I was writing my email, more money, Diane, groceries, expensive, lots of kids, uh, those type, you know what I mean? But are employees powerless to just not ask the question in the first place? Or like, what are some things, tips that we can give those frontline employees if they wanted to try to nudge this conversation in a way? Man, I, I will say that I have been at people-centric for 10 years. And during that time, there have been times where I've just been like, Ooh, I am stuck in a weird day to day and I am bored and not loving this right now. And, you know, in those moments, you could, you could say like, my boss is a jerk and he doesn't care and all of these things. But I think if you looked at it and said, well, I haven't really asked, I haven't tried to find out, I haven't even tried to engage him in a conversation. I think if you flip the script a little and say, what would happen if I did ask for something or what would happen if I asked some questions to find out more information about a situation? Um, I, I think that would help you get through a lot. I think if you go and just ask some questions like, Hey, I'm feeling a little burnt out and a little bored and I would like to do X, Y, or Z, but think about what you want and think about 
how you might go about just asking for it. Yeah, I think a lot of employees think, though, they're like, realistically, like, that's not my job, though. That's my boss's job. They're supposed to talk to me. I'm not supposed to be the one to like reach out to them, right? Which I get it. I hear you. Yes. Like, we hope that our managers and our bosses are like the best and they're so on top of it and they want to talk to us and they want to ask us these questions. Um, and also like, it's such a hard job and they, you're making assumptions about their intentions to not talk to you as much as, you know, they're probably making assumptions as well. So, you know, they might be thinking like, I, I don't want to bother them. I want like, they'll let me know if they need something. And so, um, so yeah, don't be afraid to just take the step and say like, yeah, Hey, this is what I'm looking for, or I would love to meet with you. Um, more regularly. But if you do that, I would say for employees, like make sure you're letting them know what you are hoping to get out of it. Um, and just the kinds of conversations you're you're needing support on um, or things like that so that they know how to show up to those conversations as well. Um, because I know that that's a little bit awkward, <laughs> but if you if you do reach out and then you're like, hey, I wanna have some regular check-ins and then your boss is like, okay, let's put it on the calendar. And then they're sort of not sure like what you what you need in that space. So so just say say what you're hoping and sort of say, like, I have some things on my mind that I want to talk about or I'd love to talk about some goals. And can you help me with that? Or can can you give me some more insight on like where we're going as an organization? Because I just feel a little bit lost with that. Or I have, you know, just being able to give a little bit more upfront um, um, thought and communication about what you want to get out of, of those regular conversations, if that's something that you need. Yeah. And I think employees equate that directly to feeling valued. If the manager is taking time to be able to do that. And you know what managers, you know, what valued employees do is they work harder. Like that's the end game is not to be able to uh, cuddle them with sunshine and rainbows, whatever that means, right? The end game is that they feel valued and that, you know, ultimately they're going to work harder because they naturally will because they feel valued. If I'm the employee that feels stuck and I'm like, oh man, I can't ever bring that up. Uh, I'm just going to stick to myself. What does your life look like? You're going to ultimately wake up one day and go to a job that you do not want to be at. And that is going to continue to suffer with quality and work. And you're going to start to build fences and you're going to start, start to despise the people that maybe you work with and work around and work for. And ultimately, you might work yourself out of a job uh, because you didn't have that initial conversation. Like you're winning, just like the manager was winning whenever the employee came in and said, everything's good. You're winning, employee, if you can say, this is what I would desire to have as far as a regular cadence of maybe a, just a, a performance talk or a, a, you know, a check-in, a stay interview, just once a month. I would love, I would love to have that. And say it again, or training. Yeah, more training. Like maybe it's like, I just don't know if I'm doing this right. Right. Can we, can we focus on this more? Yeah. yeah. And you're, even if it goes nowhere you're still winning. And now you kind of know, maybe it is time to move on. Maybe it is time to go a different direction. Don't run yourself into a horrible place of existence, going to a job that you don't want to be at. So hopefully, I'm uh, glad I ended it on that note. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I, I think there's pros and cons to, to both of those things, but hopefully if you're a manager, you, you heard something there. You heard that, okay, what's the first step I can do to be able to try to engage these people? And hopefully if you're the employee, you heard something and you can say, 
you know what, I have a little bit of accountability in, in how my value, how I feel valued here as well. Maybe it, maybe it's time to send, send an email uh, or just simply ask the question. But either way, somebody's got to start that to be able to create some space. Again, the, the, the point of the session today or the point of the podcast today was I understand sometimes it feels like I can't afford to take them out of that role. But managers, employees, think about that point. Where's the point for you personally where you can't afford not to? Uh, because that will come to a head um, as well. So thank you so much for listening. This is the People-Centric Podcast. Uh, gosh, we love hearing from listeners, by the way. And we heard that Bethany just got rave reviews the other day of uh, somebody that that was, uh, she got to meet a fan, got to meet a fan. Or, I don't know if you actually met her. Did you meet her, Bethany? Can I put you on the spot? Or did they say that after you left the room? You know what? I heard that she was excited to... Oh meet me because we were because she listens to the podcast but but to be honest she didn't say anything to me she said something to somebody else so I was like oh gosh I wish I would have I wish she would have so don't be afraid to just say hey to us if we do interact with you and you do listen to our podcast like we love yeah just be like hey I listened to the podcast and you don't know me but I would love to to talk to you I think that's great Come take a selfie. Let's take a selfie. Uh, we'll put it right on, right on LinkedIn. Anyway, so if you if you love the podcast, feel free to share it with your friends. Feel free to distribute that. If you are the manager, and maybe that's a good step. You want you think there's some good stuff out of this, and you have a team of employees that you think might also benefit from listening to it. Maybe you can just share the podcast with your staff. Maybe they'll get something out of that um, as well. So thank you so much for listening. We love you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the People-Centered Podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also, feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until then... Be well and lead well.